everybody, Josh Sherrickson of World Alternative Media here, and we're joined by Tim Pachot, the Liberty Advisor. And many years ago, I reported, I believe alongside John Snyson, on this gold mani manipulator at, at Deutsche Bank, who exposed a whole bunch of other gold manipulators at Deutsche Bank. Of course, Deutsche Bank has been caught red-handed spoofing the price of gold and silver over the years, including in a court of law. People said it was conspiracy for a long time, but they've been caught one time after another after another, alongside many other big banks. In fact, it is commonplace among most of the big banks to spoof gold and silver markets. We found that before on multiple occasions from JP Morgan, where they've seen fall guys for spoofing gold, to BNP Paribas, Scotiabank, Wells Fargo, and the list goes on and on. And I want to go into this article today out of Zero Hedge that says Deutsche Bank gold manipulator. Spoofing was so commonplace, I figured it was okay. And to get into this article a bit, it's about the story of David Liu, who we reported on back in June 2017. So it's interesting to see this story come up again because Deutsche Bank is, uh, well, they've had a bad year. They've had a bad decade. They've had a bad 20 years, bad century, really. It's just been a, a bad um, time for Deutsche Bank for a long time. Of course, they're one of our favorite banks at World Alternative Media to pick on because they've been so heavily involved in like the derivatives markets. In fact, at one point, their derivative exposure at the beginning of 2016 was at $75 trillion, which is literally the GDP of the entire world. Anyway, we're going to get into this and more today, but first make sure to hit that like button, share on social media, go to www.iamband.com. Everything's linked below in the description to join our newsletter. It helps. All you have to do is put in your email. It's super easy. And also make sure to join us on the alternatives like Flow app library bitshoot and mines uh, we are starting to really grow on there and it's super super extremely important for you guys to go over there and help support us on the alternatives as YouTube we won't be on here much longer if you're watching on YouTube and um, if, if we're not on here for much longer the only way we're gonna be able to spread this information is on those alternatives of course you can find ways to support us as we are completely viewer funded and demonetized so go fund me patreon subscribe star and of course um, you could become a client of Tim Pachot, who is a certified financial planner at www.thelibertyadvisor.com. And one more thing, guys, if you want to um, keep yourself safe from the government spying on your every move, following you around everywhere you go, contact tracing, perhaps you're uh, concerned about your health from your cell phone being in your pocket, from the radiation, you should look at the PFT Privacy Protector linked below. We have an affiliate with them uh, over at Press for Truth. Um, we, I highly recommend it. It's a fair day. It's, it's going to keep you safe from being spied on. It's going to keep you safe in the coming technocratic wars. It's going to keep you safe from the radiation. So I I highly recommend that. Anyway, let's get into this article. As I mentioned, Deutsche Bank gold manipulator. Spoofing was so commonplace, I figured it was okay. And as the article goes into, we first brought you the fascinating story of Deutsche Bank's gold spoofer, David Liu, back in June 2017, when we revealed that the former precious metals trader turned government star informant <laughs> was responsible for busting a massive ring of gold manipulators that resulted in numerous arrests and multi-million penalties paid by banks, including Deutsche Bank, U UBS, and HSBC. For those who need a refresher, read Deutsche Bank Trader Admits to Rigging Precious Metal Markets. Again, that's an article that we went into many years ago here at WAM, which also exposed a whole bunch of other guys, including BNP Paribas and um, Scotiabank and you name it. Anyway, um, as it continues, it says, in which we exposed or in, in which we showed such internal chat board excerpts at, uh, as the following. And you look at this chat board and you see these traders talking with each other. And if you have stops, oh boy, and this guy says, ha ha, who are you going to call? Stop. 
Shopbusters, and they laughed about it. And of course, this from May 11th, uh, 2011, where this Deutsche Bank trader says, the fix, dude, you guys were the silver market. Uh, why you say that? Haha, <laughs> on the fixes. Someone told you? My IDN. Ah, okay, you guys short some funky options. Well, you told me to, but I told no one. You just said you uh, sold on fix. Uh, we smashed it good. Effing hell. UBS, now you make me regret not joining. Uh, by the way, keep it to yourself. Well, obviously, it wasn't kept to, to, to them. Obviously, millions of people ended up seeing those chat messages. And as the article continues here, it says... Fast forward to today when the former Deutsche Bank analyst David Liu told a Chicago jury he learned how, man, how to manipulate gold and silver prices from the two successful senior traders he admired and worked with for about three years. Um, at Bloomberg, As Bloomberg reports, Liu said he wanted to be a team player and make money after joining the bank's Singapore office, so he began doing spoof trades the way he was taught by Cedric Chanu and James Vorley, two other Deutsche Bank gold traders who were perp-walked in January 2018 as a crackdown on spoofers hit. According to Lou, the senior traders often place buy and sell orders they never intended to execute, a strategy intended to influence prices so they could uh, reap illegal profits. And I quote, I saw Mr. Vorley and Mr. Chanu do it, uh, Lou, Lou, the prosecution star witness, said Wednesday in federal court. Lou, who has already pleaded guilty to spoofing charges and is cooperating with the government, said he sat next to Chanu in Singapore from 2009 to 2012 and communicated daily on a live video chat with Vorley in London. And the punchline while Lou knew manipulating prices was wrong he said spoofing trades were so commonplace in the market and among his co-workers that he figured it was okay and obviously people around um, between uh, you know 20, 2008 2012 and then 2012 and onward um, who trade gold are not big fans of these guys because they were insanely um, you know uh, damaged and affected by this and the whole gold market and the silver market has been heavily manipulated over the years to a point where it's just not even it's not even close to the real pricing and we could look at the silver gold ratio give us a good in uh, you know outlook on that but Tim I want to talk to you about this obviously you're a certified financial planner um what do you think from that position looking at these people that are spoofing and manipulating markets like gold and silver obviously it's not the only market they manipulate they manipulate most markets but i mean what do you think of this yeah well i mean it seems like it's business as usual while, while you were reading that article i went to go look up uh you know silver spoofing and you know it's pretty much the same mo and this is coming from uh jp morgan chase when in 2019 uh they had metals traders who were accused of be of spoofing uh you know the silver at the time and the guy's name uh last name was truns and he said who earlier tuesday resigned from his position as an executive director at jp morgan said he learned to spoof from more senior traders and spoof with the knowledge and consent of his supervisors. And so it says in the past five years, federal prosecutors have brought a total of 12 spoofing cases against 16 defendants. And the other thing I want to go look up is, and many people don't know this, but there is an actual London gold fix. And you just go on a gold fixing Wikipedia page and the actual, like not even joking, the actual place where they used to meet. And this was up until May 5th of 2004. They were meeting in person uh, at a place that was like, I think right either attached to the Bank of England or right next to it. But it was in the offices of the London premises of Nathan Mayer Rothschild and Sons were the actual company where they would do, where they would get together to, uh, you know, fix the price of gold. They would fix it twice a day. And this was something, I mean, it's not conspiracy theory. It's like an actual thing that they did every single year. It's too good, Tim. It just reminds me of that quote. If you give us uh, the power to manipulate 
manipulate the money. I care not who makes the laws and uh, at least some form of that quote. And, you know, it's it's interesting because, again, we reported on this. And in, in like multiple videos, I probably a couple dozen videos actually over the years on this, going back to JP Morgan, the, the article you mentioned there, Deutsche Bank, um, BNP Paribas, Scotia Bank, HSBC. I mean, all of these banks were caught red handed. They ended up going to court and there was one fall guy. And I believe the fall guy ended up being Deutsche Bank. And in the case of JP Morgan, they had one fall guy, a, an actual human being who went to jail, a very young trader who was basically saying, well, everyone at JP Morgan is doing this. It is commonplace. It's extremely commonplace. Yeah, it was actually a 34 year old that they rolled up. So someone, someone that's my age is, you know, who takes the blame, even though he said it was the senior traders that he learned it from. And just to let people know, they don't actually set the gold price anymore at uh, Rothschild and Sons. So what they're doing now is they withdrew their application in 2004 and basically gave their spot over to Barclays. And then, you know, lo and behold, in 2012, Barclays uh, also got in trouble for uh, manipulating markets as well. And then in 2014, Deutsche Bank, who we're talking about right now, uh, withdrew uh, from the gold and silver fixing panel as well. And uh, I think Barclays got hit with a 26 uh, million pound fine uh, for, you know, having system failures and control failures, AKA, you know, good, putting a good spin on, uh, you know, manipulation. And so, you know, there's always, but you know what, if they're manipulating it down right now, then, uh, you know, you should use that to your advantage because over the long run, you know, they're not gonna be able to do it forever. But, you know, this was people that was, it's more like a more low tech way of, I guess, you know, kind of like front running or more of like a low tech way of, uh, like the high frequency trading that's going on because, you know, in essence, you know, a lot of the high frequency trading is putting out spoof trades or, <coughs> excuse me, coronavirus, uh, different trades that never really meant to exist. And, uh, and this seems like it's more, you know, low tech, you know, things that they've been doing, you know, forever. And this is not the first time. It won't be the last time. And, well, okay. Uh, so Tim, I, I just, I've never seen gold as a reasonable investment. And now again, this is just my opinion. I'm not asking for anything that's going to put you in any shady legal territory. I've always seen gold and silver as wealth insurance. Like you can invest in it, but that's because it's manipulated and we could see things like the silver and gold ETFs um, are extremely manipulated. And obviously a lot of people make a lot of money off of investing it, but it's not one of those things that's meant for investing. It's always been meant as a currency and it's been meant as wealth insurance against a dollar crash and stuff like that. It's basically something that preppers do to ensure that they have some kind of solid ground in the case of a financial collapse. And so when we see this trading, it always it always seemed to me like, what else can they do other than manipulate the price if they actually want to make a bunch of money off of it? I feel like if they're if, if they were looking for making a bunch of money off of gold and silver, they'd be better place going to like the mining companies and investing in the mining companies with, you know, um, good products and, and uh, good finds and everything, uh, good operations going uh, around the world, like in Nevada or in Manitoba, Canada, there's multiple places that have really big gold and silver mines. But uh, as far as like the, the, the actual metal itself, it seems like it's not obviously not the greatest thing in the world to be investing in. It seems more like wealth insurance and people are trying to make it more volatile just for the sake of making money fast. Yeah, I mean, anytime you get something that's more volatile, there's going to be a bigger spread between, you know, the bid ask and, and, and that's how, you know, a lot of these companies are making, making their money. And so they aren't buying and holding it for the long term. You know, they want to, you know, make, you know, trades on it. And I think that, you know, just to your point that it should be viewed as wealth insurance, it should be viewed as, you know, historically, 
uh, and again, I was going to, I was going to make a, an example to barrels of oil, but you know, notwithstanding when oil was negative recently, uh, it's always pretty much has bought, you know, around the same amount, you know, it would take the same amount of, you know, gold to buy, you know, a nice rifle, same amount of gold historically to buy, you know, a barrel of oil. And, and obviously, you know, there's fluctuations, there's times where it gets extreme, uh, especially right now, if we deal with the gold and silver ratio and things like that. But, uh, it, but in terms of conserving, what people should be conserving is purchasing power, not just the amount of fiat dollars in their bank account, no matter what, you know, bank they're going to, you know, or currency they're going to denominate it in, they want to you know, conserve purchasing power. And that's something where I think a lot of people are going to miss the boat. And uh, for us right now, you know, we do have, you know, gold and silver in our portfolios. We do have some mining companies in our portfolios. We do have some, you know, Bitcoin in our portfolios for clients right now, but we are very cautious because, you know, I, I think that, you know, the, the quick version of what I think is going to go down and again, not investment advice. And, uh, you know, and I don't have any crystal ball here is I think no one's going to know who wins the election, uh, at least in America. And that's going to create a lot of turmoil. And then after a while, they're going to say, Hey, Trump, you need to go step down because, you know, look at the stock market. It's in the, it's in the toilet right now. And it's all because, you know, you don't love your country and you're, you know, extending this out. And, and so no matter who wins, it's obviously not going to matter where, you know, both sides are going to spend us into oblivion. You know, one side wants to spend us, you know, super, super, super fast into oblivion while the only, well, the other side, you know, wants to only get us, you know, super fast into it. So either way, you know, the, the end game is already set and all this stuff, you know, not really sure how many more warnings that, you know, we have to give and John has to give over here. But, you know, at this, at this stage of the game, yeah, it's not surprising that there's uh, people spoofing the markets. It's, it's funny that it's, you know, Deutsche Bank out of all banks. Cause you know, it seems like they're always the ones that we, that we pick on. Uh, but, you know, for good reason. They have massive derivatives exposure. And the only reason why places like the Federal Reserve can't allow uh, something like deflation is because this whole derivatives has created a house of cards where even if, you know, things go down for a week or two, which, you know, and, you know, going back to March when we were only going to have a two week shutdown to flatten the curve, that was enough to get us into this Armageddon because right now we are one year removed from the uh, repo market blowing up, which is, you know, exactly to the year, uh, September 17th. And, uh, and, and in my opinion, this entire pandemic was a cover up to basically have the bad assets go to different central bank balance sheets around the world and get it off the company. So then that way the companies could keep remaining solvent uh, through all these, you know, different schemes right. that are going on and negative rates that are going on. We just did a video on negative rates out of England of all places, which, you know, the Bank of England, you know, were, you know, where the gold setting was first, uh, first deployed. And now, you know, it's all coming full circle because we're oh. seeing. <laughs> well, there, there's once gold in the Bank of England. There's been some good movies made about it. I think one had, um, well, anyway, there's, there's been a lot of uh, good movies over the years um, about, uh, about the gold in the Bank of England. I think it was a movie about someone robbing the Bank of England from the 60s. Anyway, uh, but the point is, um, most of these places don't even have gold anymore. I mean, it, as we reported on in Canada, Canada sold off all of its gold years ago, except for a tiny little amount that's just- Man, like, like, and, like, well, like $300 or something? I mean, just, yeah, yeah, uh, you something know, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, something ridiculous. And then I, conf I confronted the finance minister of Canada, Bill Morneau, about it, who, by the way, just uh, had to step down uh, after a, a big scandal in Canada and was replaced by another complete moronic commie. But anyway, um, we warned about it, guys. We tried to warn you about it a long time ago in Canada anyway. And, uh, you know, confronting Trudeau and confronting Bill Morneau, the finance minister, and the Harjit Sajjan, the defense minister, about arming ISIS and all that kind of stuff. But no one listens because we're crazy people. But nonetheless, we're especially shadow banned now 
because we were right and they're trying to uh, stop us from actually reaching anyone anymore. But by the way, uh, if you want to become a client of Tim Pachotes, uh, you could go to the libertyadvisor.com. Again, he is a- well, We do have a second chance planner, right now and, because you know the markets, you know, so if your 401k and IRA went down 30, 40, 50%, you know, over here, you know, past performance, no indication, future returns, got a case the SEC is watching, but you know, we were you know across the board at the worst down three and a half to five while going up 26 last year. Very few people could probably tout that. And we did raise the minimum up to $50,000 now. So, and it's going up to 100 next month in, in November. So. Can people that have lower amounts, Tim, um, invest with one of the people that you work with? Uh, that will probably be something that we get down down the road. But right now, the demand's been great enough that uh, you know, right now it is it is capped at that just from supply and demand. So down the road, as we and if you're interested in becoming an advisor with us, if you're already uh, you know an advisor and, and maybe you're working in, in more of a you know more traditional status type company and, and you want to you know work with us, you know we'd be happy to take people on to then you know be able to handle that. Uh, but for right now. Now, uh, you know, it sort of is what it is. And, and that is very, very, very 50,000 is a joke in terms of uh, the services were provided in terms of doing put option strategies. I mean, this, these are things that you're usually not getting unless you're at a hedge fund, which, you know, which even the hedge right. funds are getting killed right now. Like, uh, like Ray Dalio is down, I believe, 18% year to date and it's Bridgewater fund, largest hedge funds manager in the world. But he does at least agree with us that the dollars day is, uh, is, is ticking over there. And he is a fan of gold himself. So, uh, you know, he's not Ray Dalio isn't, isn't all bad. But uh, yeah, you do have a second chance right now. So if you got an old 401k, old IRA, looking to make things happen, we can we can do that. And if you have less than 50,000, there's different financial planning packages that we do have to help get you on a good path. But for now, you've got a window of opportunity to be able to sneak in there while the, and really act quickly because you know there's gonna be October surprises in my opinion, uh, probably like none other. Uh, who knows if we're even gonna be on come October to get off of Facebook, get off YouTube in November. They're going, to, they're going for broke and anyone that's not a communist is gonna be kicked off these platforms. So that's why gotta follow us on float.app, follow us on, on, uh, on library, on mines. I'm, I'm not really active on mines, but you know, I'm putting stuff up on library now. Uh, you know, I've been live streaming on float. I know Josh has been uh, you know, doing that stuff as well as plenty of other platforms. So, you know, make sure you follow us there because uh, you know, eventually you're not gonna be able to hear our voices. You're not gonna know what's going on and you're not, and you're not gonna be able to get, you know, several steps ahead of the game. That's yeah, it's, that, yeah, it's, it's, it's that old saying, uh, first they came for the journalists. We don't know what happened after that. And I believe that that's a powerful statement that we really need to keep remembering here because at this point we have people like Julian Assange facing death in prison, being tortured for re reporting on news of the government murdering people. And instead of them going after the people murdering people, they went after the people talking about the people murdering people. I mean, this is the kind of backwards Orwellian world we live in right now. It's absolutely sick and disgusting. And we're heading into an election at the same time as we have a monetary collision course for the history books happening here and everyone's being forced in their house the government's never been bigger they've never had more control my god guys i mean if we don't start acting now i don't know what to say i mean i'm basically past the point of, of educating at this point it's like let's do something now or forever hold your peace because we are going to be muzzled and chained to the ground in no time and we're basically already there i'm being quarantined in my house right now they i entered into canada they said i can't leave for 14 days or face three years in prison and a $1 million fine. And that includes if I even go out on my porch. I can't even go out on my porch. The government is telling me that I can't leave my house. And the guy laughs and says, oh, it's like, it's like a, a you know, a house arrest. Ha ha ha. Yeah, real, real funny, real funny. And at the same time, they said the same penalties will happen if I didn't drive from the border to my house in my car with a mask on. They, they said that I can't, 
uh, contact anyone or else they'll be kicked out of their jobs and contact tracers will go after all those people. And if I refuse, not only will I be hit with a prison sentence and the fine, but I could end up being forced by government into a medical quarantine facility while awaiting trial. And in that, they can do all sorts of tests on me. They could do whatever they want. I'm going to be in a... <laughs> Guys... This is so beyond insane. And the like, U.S. government knew where right you were now. traveling too, without any other prior conversation with you. Yeah, no conversation they knew. They just started asking me about places I'd been that I haven't even posted online. Like it, the details that they were asking me about were really strange when I got to the border. And then they ripped apart my vehicle and went through all my stuff and just it left a mess and ended up opening up my back door and everything was just piled on top of itself and crushed. And I mean, like I'm at this point where like I, I'm never coming back to Canada for the rest of my life. It's about time that you, people leave the empire or at least protect themselves within the empire because when it collapses, it's not going to be pretty. And I've been warning about this for years. And here we are. And it happens real quick, my friends. Happens real quick and talking about the financial system with a cashless society and social credit technocratic uh, social credit scores uh, tied to your um, you know ability to be subservient to the government do what they say or else you're selfish not the people that put guns to your head and say my ideas are so good that it, they require force no those people aren't selfish people just living freely and trying to live peacefully are selfish and on top of that they're going to tie that to vaccines they're going to tie that to um, you know all sorts of crazy medical tyranny and the biggest lobbyist in the world is big pharma when did the left start supporting the biggest monopolies in the world? It's insane. We need to start, not start, we need to continue prepping. We need to continue getting uh, ready. I'm going to Montenegro real soon um, and going into the Balkans for a while um, to so I can preserve my ability to speak because they're going to go into people's homes like in Australia and start arresting people for Facebook posts and videos, etc. cetera. Uh, I want to protect my ability to um, call out this stuff and expose this stuff and we are going to be off of YouTube right away. So make sure to go to float.app, BitChute, Library, and Minds. We're growing on there. We need you guys over there. Also join our newsletter at www.iamband.com. You can get t-shirts from us at our Teespring store link below. You can help us by going to GoFundMe, Patreon, subscribe, start just a dollar or $2 a month makes a huge difference, guys. Seriously, we need you guys more than ever. Share on social media, hit the like button. Just check all those links below. Become a client of Tim's at thelibertyadvisor.com. And of course, um, go and get one of those PFT privacy protectors to keep you safe from being tracked everywhere and being irradiated by your phone. There's the the birth rate is, is falling like a rock because men are losing most of their their ability to produce sperm. It's a a lot of people laugh about it. They say, oh, it's a it's it's not. I mean, the the sperm counts have dropped dramatically, and that's the future of mankind right there. So, um, being able to have uh, keep yourself safe. Keep your testes safe from the impending doom of this radiation, you know, civilization, radiated civilization we live in. Um, and get one of those PFT privacy protectors linked below. Anyway, we have a whole bunch more we can talk about. And I've been going on too long, so we're going to uh, call it quits for today. But um, <clears throat> anyway... Appreciate you going in into this uh, with us, Tim. Uh, things are getting so crazy. And uh, anyway, until next time, this is Josh Sigerson and Tim Pachote signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the truth, be the truth.